global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pelleta. Down day for Wall Street, stocks slipping in a volatile session as remarks from Federal Reserve officials lifted optimism on the economy, while also bolstering speculation interest rates could rise as soon as next month. The S&P 500 index fell three points to end the week at 2169, a drop of two-tenths of one percent. For the week, the index was down seven-tenths of one percent. NASDAQ had an up day, up six points to 52.18, a gain of one-tenth of one percent. Dow Industrials down 53, a drop there of three-tenths of one percent. The tenure down 13.30 seconds, the yield 1.62 percent. Gold lower a little change, down 20 cents, 13.21 the ounce. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. You're listening to Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox, live from the Jackson Hole Economic Symposium on Bloomberg Radio. Janet Yellen is the Fed chair, and as she, uh, as the Fed chair traditionally does here at the Kansas City Federal Reserve Bank's annual symposium, uh, she opened the symposium today with remarks about the economy in particular, how it's continuing uh, to improve. She's a little bit concerned about some factors like weak productivity, but in the end, she seemed to echo others saying, yes, the, the conditions are ripening for an interest rate move this year. Much, much more. This is in the context of a very deep and broad discussion of how to most uh, effectively operate monetary policy in a world of uh, zero interest rates or even lower. Randy Krosner joins us now. He is a perennial attendee here. In fact, he's going to be uh, a discussant and moderator of one of the big panels as the symposium continues on Saturday. Former Federal Reserve Governor, Professor of Economics at the Chicago Booth School. Randy, welcome. Great to be with you. Janet Yellen, Stan Fisher. What, what's the message? Well, I think they've been saying a fairly consistent message that the, they have been seeing the conditions getting more and more likely for uh, a next hike. Uh, they uh, they waited over the summer because they were concerned about uh, what might happen if Brexit occurred, and then Brexit occurred, and so they wanted to, to see what the consequences were. The consequences seem to have been uh, quite small for the international markets. And so uh, I think another rate rise sometime before the end of the year is is quite likely. Mr. Krosner, if it's taking this long to raise interest rates, 25 basis points, and this much discussion and hand-wringing, what does that tell you about the actual process of crafting monetary policy? I think there uh, people have very different views sitting around that table, and I think uh, given that we're in somewhat uncharted territory, reasonable people can can disagree, and uh, and obviously there have been a lot of disagreements. Uh, some people wanted to move much more rapidly than uh, than others, uh, and I think um, as Yellen has said many times, their movements are going to be gradual, gentle. They're not going to move very rapidly up to, um, let's say, roughly 3% or so. Uh, that's going to take a long, long time. It sure is, because you know it, it dawned on me finally, Randy, that talk about gradual. The Fed raised the key rate last December. If it raises it in this December, <laughs> one 25 basis point increase a year. Boy, at that rate to get to 3%, it's going to be a while. It certainly would be a while. I don't think it'll necessarily be that slow. If the economy really does start to to come back, if we start to see some inflation pressures, uh, they'll they'll move a little bit more rapidly. But we still haven't seen those. The discussion here last year was exactly on this sort of inflation dynamic. As the labor market recovers, we 
have always seen a lot of wage pressure. There were discussions last year, well, are we in a different regime? We've now been at you know, roughly 5% unemployment rate for the last year, and we've seen very little wage pressure. So a lot of controversy about whether the traditional dynamics will eventually kick in or we're in a new regime. Do you believe that they've cried wolf? Uh, what do you mean by that? Well, I mean that they've been talking about this for so long. It can be the kind of situation where they invite everybody to a party, nobody shows up, or, you know, you cry wolf. After a while, no one starts listening to you, and you actually discount what the what the people in charge are saying. So certainly I think that they have focused on uh, the uh, the data, and uh, they have said they've given sort of a broad outline of where they think they would be going, but they have certainly never given a, a concrete timetable. Uh, when events like Brexit or uh, or other changes in data came in, yeah, but James, uh, they have, I just have excuse waited. me for breaking in, but I mean James Buller today, uh, the St. Louis Fed, he basically uh, dismissed issues like Brexit, saying that's not necessarily going to be relevant for policy and the U.S. economy. Well, and of course, uh, uh, Jim Bullard, uh, and I'm glad you picked up on that, Pam, because I, I think he is a voice that I don't hear, you don't see or hear as often on the, the Federal Open Market Committee that things like Brexit, China, those concerns are going to be a factor that would influence the Fed's policy-making decision. Uh, Randy, when you look at what is Top of the list for the Fed right now. What would you say is their their they're they're talking a lot about global concerns, but is that really such a big deal? Or what is what is the number one? Uh, so I think uh, number one is uh, is certainly the potential for inflation, um, and uh, and the wage pressures that uh, may be coming with uh, with the tight tight labor markets. Certainly, if they're looking at uh, at risks, they'll be looking at uh, global risks. Um, doesn't seem like the the risks in Europe are as high as they had been, uh, but they're still concerned about some of the issues in banking there. Obviously, there are risks associated with China, but those seem to be much less than they were uh, than they were uh, last year at this time, where there was an incredible volatility in the uh, in the markets. And so, with most of these global risks um, washing out a bit, uh, with um, continuing um, strength in the labor market. I think they feel that uh, the time for the, the next next rise is coming soon, um, but uh, they're not going to give a, a definitive timetable because they want to see how the data are evolving. All right, Randy Krosner, thank you so very much. So great to have you once again joining us on uh, Bloomberg Radio here in Jackson Hall, the Kansas City Fed Symposium. Great to be with you. Randy, of course, former Fed Reserve Governor, Professor of Economics at the Chicago Booth School. Well, as we wrap things up, uh, I first of all, before we say anything else, I want to thank our field producer, Charlie Vollmer. He is a stalwart for us. I don't know how we would get it done in the field without him. Back in Bloomberg World Headquarters, Reggie Bazile, our technical director, and of course, Sam Lanka, putting it all together on the show for us every single day. So we will look forward to seeing you on Monday. We'll be watching to see what the market ramifications are of Fed comments coming out of Jackson Hole. I'm Kathleen Hayes, along with Pim Fox. This is Bloomberg. Coming up, Bloomberg Law will explore whether Puerto Rico's alternative minimum tax is unconstitutional. That's next on Bloomberg.